Poppy and Lee on Listener. It's breakfast whenever you want it. Back together, back in Hello. the show. Lovely to have you. It's nice to be back, although I'm a little bit jet-lagged, so this could go absolutely anywhere. And a Sideways. little bit on today as well. Terrible joke. Tuesday, you've come back just in time. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Literally the aim of the game. Um, joined by an author today, Sandy Thorne, has put together a book, and she has got a book signing here in Wagga. She certainly does. And t- joining us first up, how good's this? Australian entertainment royalty. Icon. Yeah, uh, Rhonda Birchmore is going to be in Wagga at the Civic Theatre in uh, a week's time. Yep, on Wednesday. Rhonda, you're on this sort of whirlwind tour of Australia, the Silver Circle Tour. Can you tell us a bit about what it's like being on the road? Uh, Oh, my goodness. Well, I got out of that crazy show, I'm a Celebrity, uh, when I was in... South Africa, and and I I got out of that that two years ago, and my calendar was absolutely full. And then one by one, it kind of went into domino effect because I I live in Melbourne, and uh, so you know you know so many concerts that were rescheduled and rescheduled, and um, so everything this year. I think I've got about five days off between now and next year. It's just gone ridiculous, and uh, I've been doing um, celebrate a show called Glamazonia, which celebrates 40 years. I know it seems impossible, guys, but <laughs> if you Google me, it says I began when I was two, so I guess. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> um, And touring Australia with that, uh, as far I came back from Bundaberg last night, so it's just, um, it has been quite an extensive, and I'm back in Brisbane with another show um, the, uh, for Easter called Cabaret de Paris, um, and then off, of course, to your beautiful Wagga Wagga, uh, to the Civic for a, for a very intimate, beautiful concert. You touched on your time on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. This show fascinates me. Firstly, you got to leave the country in 2020, so props to you. <laughs> Secondly, the I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here thing, the two things that I couldn't do is the lying in the snake pit thing, absolutely not, and the other one is the eating all the gross stuff. Did you have to eat something foul and what was the worst thing you had to eat? Oh, did I, Poppy? I mean, Australia kept voting me in week after week. <laughs> I had, in the history of hideous food trials, the most um, trials that anyone had ever. I ate everything from live hissing cockroaches, which were an average six inches long. That was the small one. Uh, to impala anus, to every critter that you could possibly find, or that they. And the special night was when they had a night called Studio Fifty Four, where they did combinations of every gross thing. Um, and and the worst thing too, Poppy, you 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 see, you go, oh my gosh, that looks really really gross. But then actually to to smell it and taste oh. it, um, it was. Uh, yeah, my husband said, you know, it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. But, you know, I, I kind of channeled um, Linda Blair, you know, from The Exorcist and kind of got, got, got that down and, and, and thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to be over. And, and, and uh, I look back and I go, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Oh, you'd have a real appreciation for just like Vegemite on toast by the end of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And the other thing was they would never, because um, – 
this is the real, you know, we, we were in the South African jungle, not that one that they've been doing the last couple of years, which look like they're in a B&B up in Byron Bay <laughs> with Maccas. Um, we, they wouldn't ever even, I mean, you can you imagine how bad your mouth tasted? They wouldn't give you, like, any uh, a mint, a water, or anything oh, until oh. you return to camp and you just, it was just putrid. So, yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, and it, it's an, you certainly appreciate you know, the, the final things in the small things, everything after that. Wow. And how did you how do you rate the performance of the others who were in there with you at the time? Oh, some of them were a bit feeble. I, you know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought, you know, some of those reality stars, they did miss their uh, hair extensions and their spray tans and their false eyelashes. I knew that wasn't going to last because you're in there um, with nothing, one little cake of soap and cold water. And I, I got to the end, I don't know if you remember, but I was like the last woman standing. I just yeah. went, oh. It's a way with the bling, and Australia is going to see me for how I am stripped back and, you know, the the laughing, burping, farting, <laughs> stupid, dancing around the camp with it like an idiot. Um, and, and uh, you know, for some, you know, I got on really well with her. I was in there with Miguel and Miff Warhurst and, uh, you know, Dale, uh, Daisy Thomas, Billy Brown, was some really, really good people. So it was it was a lot of fun. Now, from the the jungle to the stage, I see that uh, later this year, Hairspray the Musical is coming back as well. You've got a few mates, Shane Jacobson, Todd McKenney, Rob Mills, uh, all going to be on stage That's with right you. Cast, That's a heck of a lineup. Yeah. It should be awesome. I know. It's just, it was one of those things out of the blue. I went, my gosh, I never thought I'd get a go at, because um, I'm playing um, Volma, Volma von Kassel, who is like the, your listeners might know, um, in the John Travolta Hairspray, the movie uh, with Zac Efron, I, I'm, I'm playing the Michelle Pfeiffer role, the, the, the baddie. So it's fantastic and a really good gang of people. And um, of course, we're opening in August in um, Melbourne and hopefully it's going to you know, I think it's what we need um, with all the sadness and, you know, everything in the world, something to kind of go out and have a bit of an old pop around with. And those songs are fantastic from that from that musical. There is so much singing and dancing in Hairspray. You must be <laughs> so fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't got there yet, but I, I tell you, I, I mean, when, when I get into that kind of mode, Mind you, these last shows I've been doing um, of my own, a one-woman show, uh, that is fairly stressful because I don't leave the stage for two hours. And fortunately, um, it is a bit like a cougar special because I have a very young band and I have very young dancing uh, boys that take their shirts off. So it kind of makes it, you know, it's a nice distraction while I'm up there. Lee, well I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to be at work from about 11 o'clock next Wednesday. <laughs> No, a, bit more, a bit more tame down at the Civic Theatre. Uh, oh, those boys are not coming down there, unfortunately, on Wednesday. It, it, it's a beautiful concert. Um, it's, I guess it's, um, you know, uh, the, I guess the, di- uh, uh, the the audience will be, a, you know, a little older. And, and, and mind you, my goodness, uh, it, it, they are so grateful, you know, and, and they appreciate the what we do i've got the gorgeous jack earl who is young but he's um he's my musical director and we're going to be doing um beautiful songs and stories um you know it's it's a really lovely 
you know, I love getting back into those areas where people can't necessarily get into, or they, you know, they don't really feel like travelling into to Melbourne or you know, mm. uh, New South Wales at the moment. And and and, but to, you know, to to get to do a, a, an up close and kind of intimate, they kind of get to see, um, a, you know, me, you know, and 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 a lot of people walk away and go, oh my gosh, she was actually, you know, really quite natural, and you know, I, I you know, didn't expect you know that, and and I think that. A, a lovely thing that you know that they can kind of it's it's not all you know everything's word you know written down there and you know like you follow you know I go off track and I I, I really involve myself with the audience so they love it. Awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing you. So that's next Wednesday at eleven am down at the Civic Theatre, civictheatre.com.au to see Rhonda Birchmore in concert. Just twenty five bucks for tickets. You can grab those from the website. And Rhonda, it's been a pleasure catching up with you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. My absolute pleasure. I set my alarm and I went, I want to talk to these lovely people. And uh, hello to all your listeners there in, uh, down there in Wagga. I, I cannot wait to get down there next Wednesday. Well, from one talented lady to another, we're joined by Sandy Thorne, who is an author and has a book launch happening this week in Wagga. Sandy Thorne joins us. Sandy, you've had a really interesting, I guess, life. Tell us a little bit about that, about your books, about your career. Yes, it's my 15th book and it's about um, all my books have been sort of set in the outback, Um, either, you know, yarns about funny characters that I've met and worked with, like my first book was Wagga People Might Remember It, I've Met Some Bloody Wags. I did my my very first book signing in Wagga at Baylor Street. So uh, some of my books are biographies about very successful people from the outback, um, interesting people. And this is my first actual novel, Lee, which I found a challenge writing about imaginary characters that I had to make everything up and use my brain instead of writing about people that I've actually known and worked with in the bush. How much are the characters in this book, I guess, inspired by people that you do know, though? Well, um, my mate Gidgey is about an Aboriginal shearer, gun shearer, the son of a gun shearer from Walgett, and his best mate is Tom, who's a pastoralist who's struggling to put a, a small empire together in the very tough conditions of the Western Division and they become best mates when Gigi uh, starts working for Tom in between sheds. Composite, both men are composites of characters I've known. Gigi, we have a lot of, I'm, so I should explain, I live on a, and work on a, a sheep property uh, between Lightning Ridge and Collarinabri yeah. as the oldest Jillaroo in the West. And we have a lot of Aboriginal shearers come out to work at at where I live and uh, lamb catching and mulesing and all that sort of thing. And they're all characters. Like, they're so funny. They're just full of humour. We laugh all the time when they're they're working with them in the shed or the yards. So Gigi is a composite of those blokes. And Tom is a composite of all the old-timers who are still in that district all in their late 80s or 90s now, and they're really tough men, very tough, but that dry wit always comes through. And uh, they say Tom is a composite of those old-timers who've really done it tough, uh, put together. 
Sandy Thorne joining us today to talk about the book My Mate Gigi. Now, Sandy, you've had a really interesting life because, as you just described yourself, that you're, you're the, the West's oldest Gillaroo, but you've also been really successful as an author and you've also done a lot of stuff internationally with some really big names like David Letterman and Michael Parkinson. What's it like uh, w- meeting with and going on shows of that size? I know, and I mean, obviously, this Poppy and Lee show as well. Um, and also, how does the um, how do the stories translate when you're in uh, Europe or the UK? Uh, well, um, I, I should just explain briefly, um, Lee, that I, my first book launched me into a second career, uh, spinning bush yarns and performing bush verse at uh, all sorts of events. And I wrote a piece of very funny verse explaining our slang in a humorous way called Learning Australian. So I would always kick off with that as my icebreaker. I was invited on David Letterman and Larry King and all the top shows in America. And um, they uh, they were they were fascinated with the outback, of course, because um, Crocodile Dundee was such a success. Yeah. And they were fascinated that I actually did bite the top off a stubby. They thought it was set up. And when they realised I, you know, I was a bit embarrassed about doing it all the time on TV, but they always insisted because um, before twist tops were invented, I used to bite the top off stubbies just as a natural thing to do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, humour humor transcends you know, all sorts of boundaries and David Letterman, uh, he and his production crew expect you to be crazy, you know, you know? so I, I had to be act like a bit of a rat bag on that show. But anyway, I told David he, he could get a job out where I live, um, marking lambs, and he didn't know what I was talking about, of course. I had to explain that in the bad old days, like when my mate Gigi starts off um, in the 50s, uh, men used to actually mark lambs, you know, making the baritones into a soprano (laughs) with their teeth. And, oh, it's just horrendous to think about it. um, Yes. So that's where the book starts off. So throughout this story spanning 40 years, I've woven in the factual events that actually occurred, like the Wide Combs dispute and the 74 floods and all that type of thing. And if people want to come down and not only get their hands on the book, but meet you as well, Collins Booksellers on Baylor Street is where you're going to be on Thursday from 11 o'clock. 11 to 1. And if you don't mind, if I could just mention the publisher for those interested who can't come along Thursday... You need to ask, if you're asking your local retailer, you need to know the publisher is New Holland, which is a great Australian company who actually print printed this book in Australia. I'm very proud of that. Well, very good. And we look forward to seeing you and look forward to reading My Mate Gigi. Sandy, thanks for your time this morning and thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story of your life and look forward to seeing My Mate Gigi on the shelves. Good on you, Lee. Cheerio. Terrible Joke Tuesday. It's back, baby. You told me you didn't do it while I was away. I did do it while you were away. Oh, okay. I Don't, mean, you didn't think I'd going to miss Terrible Joke Tuesday, did you? Well, I was. I wondered because you would have had no one to tell the jokes to. Does that ever stop me? Nope. No. No. We had uh, we had some guest jokesters while you were away. Some as well. guest jokesters. Yeah, went around the office, got some uh, got some jokey jokes from them. Who had the best joke in the uh, best terrible joke in our office? All of them. That's not a good enough answer. All of them. One triple three five three. Our number for terrible joke Tuesday. I imagine our 
promo manager, Hannah Guy, having a good one? Yeah, she did. Um, Poppy, yes. you get to go first. Oh, Lee, how many South Americans does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, I don't know. A Brazilian. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually thought that was quite Welcome funny. back. Uh, Cogo's on the line. How are you going, mate? Not bad. Cogo, have you got a terrible joke for us? Yeah, what's got five toes and isn't your foot? Don't know. My foot. <laughs> Far out. That <laughs> was terrible, ready. Coggo. Uh, mate, I've yeah. got another quick one for you if you want. Yep, go for it. Right, uh, what do you call a sheep in a swimsuit driving a car? There's a lot to unpack there, I'm sheep not sure. in a swimsuit driving a car. No. A la- Lamborghini. <laughs> that is awful, but I love it. Uh, mate, we'll put you in for Friday Pie. You have a good one. No worries. One triple three five three. Our number. Um, Poppy, did you know yes. that most people can jump higher than the average European house? Largely because the average European house can't jump. Oh, I actually can't believe I came back and it's terrible joke Tuesday. And it's still <laughs> as terrible as always. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I believe it's worse. <laughs> One triple three five three. Jenny, good morning. Good morning. How are you two? Very good, Jenny. Have you got a terrible joke to welcome me back from my holiday? Well, this one's from my five-year-old granddaughter, Poppy. Excellent. So, Outstanding. Why can't seagull? fly over the bay. Why? Because if they did, they'd be called bagels. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to me. The holiday is over. <laughs> oh, Jenny, you have a wonderful day. We'll put you in for a box Thank of pies you. as well. Thank you. Bye. No worries. Uh, Poppy, it's, I believe it's your turn. You get I've one, got another one. Get one more here. Like, while I was away, something terrible happened to my dog. He swallowed a whole bag of Scrabble tiles. We had to take him to the vet to get checked out. No word yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Poppy. Yes? Why didn't the sun yeah. go to university? Don't know. Already got a million degrees. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that is quite enough of that. I will be back with you tomorrow, Lee, taking tomorrow off to go out and watch the Matildas play tonight, given that he's the kiss of death for just about any sporting team he's ever watched Expect them to lose to New Zealand tonight, which is the unexpected result. Of course, you can catch me tomorrow on 11.52 Triple M between 6 and 9 or anytime right here on the Listener app. See ya. Poppy and Lee. Weekdays from 6 on the Riverine as Triple M. And whenever you want them on Listener.